Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Talk. Into a new week on this uh, warm, sunny summer afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being told it's still fall. But it's nice and warm and breezy as well. I'm Scott Beatty back in studio after a few days off. Kevin, excuse me, Evan Kahn is here. I was just looking at something that said Kevin. It's not, not that I forgot your name. <laughs> It's a Monday. You forgot my name on the rundown, too. I, I get it. What did I put? Oh, I put... See, I, I, people often mistake me for Lauren Tate. You know, we, we've got that strong East Central Illinois resemblance. But, no. Uh, we, we, uh, okay. we, held, we held it down Vacation hangover? Gone. Can I call it vacation hangover? Yeah, yeah. I knew that you were here and not Lauren. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Yeah, I knew you, you knew what my name was. We've only worked together for, what, seven years? Seems like that. Possibly. I don't know. Could have been last week for all my brain's worth right now, I guess. Yeah, this that, is a great start to a show, by the way. Well, yeah, we, we got to get ready because it's going gonna, it's gonna to pick up in a hurry here. Isn't it? Crossover season. Starting Friday with, with the first exhibition basketball game and then a big road game on Saturday to firmly put Illinois in first place in the Big Ten West and... Uh, Hopefully everybody stays healthy up until then, or at least the, the ones that are healthy now and some folks who got injured. We'll, we'll look for them to get healthy over the next few months, and uh, it, it's it's go time. Yeah, as you noted, I did catch a little bit last week, you noted like if you're a fan of all the sports at all the levels, this is the time of year. Yeah. Because all the sports are happening now. Everything. You Everything. can't tell me that something's not on TV except for playoff baseball for the next four days. But <laughs> other, taking a little break other now that everything's that. gotten wrapped up a little ahead of schedule uh-huh. in those two series. And it's the matchup you always dreamed of with the Houston Astros against the Philadelphia Phillies, a rematch of that 1980 NLCS. But uh, we got bigger things to talk about as it pertains here to the local scene. And you mentioned it. Injuries, and that's the news that came out today. Luke Goody for Illinois men's basketball out with a broken foot, apparently suffered during the not-so-secret secret scrimmage that they held against Kansas. If you look very carefully at some of the social media posts that both teams put out, you did see him out there playing. So it happened at some point. It's a broken left foot, going to have surgery on Friday timeline for return tbd i'm not a doctor but i think that's more on the timeline of months than weeks oh yeah when it comes to a foot and that's a big loss it's not an insurmountable loss in my mind but it's significant when you look at a roster with so few returning minutes and points and one of the three guys that had minutes and points last year goes down yeah it it, it 
raises some antennas. You know, they, they brought in a, a number of guys that play a, a similar position. The, the, the two seniors out of the Big 12 and, and Shannon and Meyer, they, they play a, a similar role. So, yeah, you can cover up those things. But as far as a, a defensive standpoint and, and from what Brad Underwood says, a, a leadership standpoint as far as in the locker room and in the huddle and that. Um, he'll still be there, but he's not going to be on the floor, like you said, it, months. It, um, you, you just never know with foot injuries, especially a, a tall guy who needs his feet to run and jump and shoot and all that good stuff. So he, he'll be gone for a while and opens up minutes for, for other guys and maybe an opportunity for, for one of the younger guys who wasn't expected to play significant minutes early maybe maybe they get some more time now one of the things that my mind immediately went to with this news of the loss of luke goody for a significant period of time is three-point shooting now he did not have a high volume last year and he wasn't a starter either but what he did do he made he Mm -hmm. he was 16 of 43 that's good for 37 percent now you kind of pointed out he's a wingish forwardish kind of guy he can do a little bit uh, of, of most things out there uh, go get you a rebound, play some mm-hmm. defense. Um, you know, an Indiana basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's yeah. It, I don't know. I mean, I I thought I had heard rumblings that he may have started this secret scrimmage. Who knows what that really means? Uh, again, it's about units. It's about total playing time, especially in a roster that I view as a lot of interchangeable parts, mm-hmm. not identical pieces, but, uh, you know, that this early in the game, I don't want to just take the head coach of line of, well, starters don't matter because they do. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, there's going to be a, a, a rotation of guys that's significant, and you can count on that Luke Goody starter or not was going to be in it. No doubt, yeah. You, you, as one of those returning guys, as an upperclassman, all those things that, that he brings to the table, you knew he was going to be in the rotation way more than he was last year. And, yeah, to, to what degree, I don't know. Especially early in the season, yeah, you, you probably figure he's the starter just from being a, a, a returning kind of guy. But there there's 8 to 10 to 12 guys who, who need minutes on this roster. So as we try to figure out who is the guy, um, there there isn't really who st- anyone who stands out. So an injury sucks, but it's not, yeah, insurmountable is a good word. Oh. Exhibition play Friday night for Illinois at the State Farm Center. They'll take on Quincy and Quincy, a Division II program. Their head coach, uh, once coached there, but uh, most recently coached at the Division One level at Western Michigan. Hmm. And this will be, you know, you have the option to do in two exhibition games or two secret scrimmages or one of each. So Brad Underwood choosing column A and column B. Column B, obviously, you get feedback playing the defending national champion <laughs> in Kansas and a lot of things to go to the film room with. 
doing an exhibition gets you the experience of the mechanics of a game, how things are done specifically for your team at home at the State Farm Center, gets you in front of the fans, builds a little momentum that way as well, and just kind of gets your you the feel of two halves, 40 minutes in front of people that are going to cheer, boo, and all that stuff, and the bands and all that stuff in between. That, By the way, you'll hear that game here on uh, our station and our sister signal as well, Light Rock 97.5. Yours truly will be on the call. Brian Barnhart will be en route to Nebraska for the big football game that is not exhibition. It counts in the West Division, which Illinois football is in first place for by doing nothing. <laughs> well, nothing this past weekend. Exactly. By, by being idle, by being off. They are now in sole possession of the Big Ten West. And obviously an uneven number of games across there. But you get this one in on the road at Nebraska. And I, I don't know how to look. On paper, Illinois is better than Nebraska. And you can have a lot of confidence in the way this has how Illinois has approached each game consistently. However, new coach for Nebraska. They went through the switch. They've built a little bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. I think Illinois is the superior team, but you're on the road in a raucous environment, and um, there's just that intangible emotion that will come for Nebraska because they need this game in a sense in a bigger way than Illinois does for the division standings. But obviously, Illinois can now be thinking about a division title, a Big Ten championship game, and a premium bowl game. So it's big for both. I'm just saying Nebraska's a little bit more in the corner. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I was surprised when I saw the line was seven and a half. I don't know if it's moved at all, and it probably will throughout the week. I don't know if maybe they are. Yeah, it's too too big or too small. Yeah, I I figure it's too big coming off of a, a weekend where. All I, I, I just kind of uh, of the games that I highlighted going into last weekend, only one home team lost, and that was SMU to a superior Cincinnati team. Like home teams are winning right now. It's yeah. that that time of year, so going on the road's not easy. Like you said, Nebraska wins on Saturday; they're in first place in the Big Ten West, so they've got yeah, just they as, on the tiebreaker. They've yeah. got just as much to to play for on Saturday as Illinois. Like you said, they they got to just keep the same mindset. It's a another week. Hopefully everybody's feeling refreshed and healthier coming off of the the open week and and they're ready to go and, and get it at Nebraska because this is probably the most potent passing attack that they've seen all year. Yeah, Tanner uh, Morgan in Minnesota is supposed to be that, but they got shut down, so maybe it doesn't mean much. But Caleb Williams is legit. Palmer's an NFL wide receiver, so everybody's going to be tested on the defensive side, not so much on the run game. And then the offensive side, we'll, we'll see how Chase Brown can keep it going with Josh McRae getting back in the mix as well to, to lighten the load. Well, you can th- historically this season, though, for Il- for Illinois opponents on offense, you can run the ball or you can pass the ball, but you can't do both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a note here: no opponent has gained 100 yards rushing and passing in the same game against Illinois. That's wild. Wyoming ran for more than 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Minnesota ran for more than 100 yards. Passing yards for both those teams: 30 and 38. <laughs> So maybe, you know, if Nebraska feels like, well, we're going to try and pass, but they're not going to be able to run, 
that can shorten drives quick. What mm-hmm. Nebraska can do, and what they did against Purdue, was hit the big ones. Mm-hmm. Big, yeah, they they hit the home run ball a lot, and that's where Minnesota found the the wee bit of success that they had a, a couple weekends ago was on, on big plays, and that's just kind of the the nature of college football. Michigan, Blake Corum just broke off, what was it, two 60-yarders a a couple weekends ago. I mean, that's just how you score a a lot of the time. And and Illinois hasn't given up a whole lot of big plays. I just think back to the Indiana game. That's the the one where they they got bit by the the home run balls a a couple of times. So you look out for that, but you've got a, a Thorpe watch list candidate at at cornerback and Quan Martin's not too bad himself either so it'll be it's going to be a a Big Ten brawl on Saturday yeah and you just mentioned a big piece of news for Illinois Devin Witherspoon Witherspoon excuse me Devin Witherspoon named one of 12 semifinalists to the Thorpe defensive back of the year award list that's for the nation and First of all, your name and Thorpe in the same <laughs> breath is a pretty significant thing. Last Big Ten player to win that award was Desmond King for Iowa back in 2015. And last week we talked with Jake Button. He said, I think Witherspoon's the defensive player of the year for the Big Ten. He, they, people think he is that good. Coaches were saying, look out, he's, he's had a really good fall, a really good uh, training camp. He's going to have a significant impact. And he has been huge. And it's one of the reasons that Illinois can play man coverage so effectively. He came in as a big hitter, and that's what he did in his first couple of years. And I was just looking at his stats before we came in here. The first week, Wyoming went at him, and he picked him off. And then the second week, Indiana went at him a little bit, and he got beat a couple of times. But ever since then... People aren't really throwing to Devin Witherspoon. He has like two pass breakups, I think, in each game. And outside of that, guys just aren't throwing his way. He's been a lockdown guy. He gets tackles it in the backfield when when they call for the, those corner blitzes that he he does really well. And yeah, uh, has an Illinois player ever won that? No, no. It's only been in in existence since 1985. Okay, so it's one of the newer awards. Yeah. Okay, we're off and running here on a Monday edition of Sports Talk. By the way, normally in this hour, we would talk with Chris Thomas, Illinois volleyball head coach. He's not coming in here. He is going up to the Esquire, or down to the Esquire, depending on where you're situated, for the second hour of Sports Talk with the News Gazette sports writers. Steve Kelly will host that hour after the 5 o'clock news update at the Esquire, so you can join him there or tune in here to catch up with head coach Chris Thomas. we got more to dive into in what was a busy weekend of sports and what will continue to be a busy week. Bears play the Patriots tonight. Ugh. we got the uh, pennant, pennant set for both the American League and the National League. And Brett Bielma held his Monday press conference today. We'll hear a little bit from him when we continue on this Monday Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Hi, this is Colin Likas. Join us Wednesday for the Surf Pro Prep Football Confidential Show, powered by the U of I Army ROTC, live at 6 p.m. on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5. And the reason that's on our sister station on Wednesday is Illinois Volleyball will play this Wednesday at 6 p.m. at Huff Hall. They take on Penn State. We'll look to avenge a loss that they had on the road. And you'll hear it here on DWS as well. Also, the Brett Bielma Show this week on HMS only as well, along with Prep Confidential. 
So that's how uh, we do the old split here on our two on our two stations, three signals, as we say. All right, Brett Bielma had his Monday press conference leading up to game week. Game day on Saturday, Illinois at Nebraska, coming off the idle week. Very excited to get back into a work week. Uh, last week, we maximized it from a staff standpoint, just uh, uh, really just uh, recruiting on the front end of the week, player development during the middle of the week. Uh, uh, got some of our ones, some uh, valuable time, uh, kind of just getting recovery. Nobody was really obviously out of it. You guys know our player health standpoint, so we're really excited to get those guys a little bit of rest. Worked a lot of our, our twos, uh, a lot of our Devo guys. Um, was able to get out on the back end of the week and maximize on some recruiting opportunities. Uh, you know, a big week in our program. You saw last week, I know we talked about uh, national awards and and recognition and then uh, received word today. It's going to get announced here in about 20 minutes, I think, that uh, Spoon has been uh, nominated for one of 12 finalists for the Thorpe Award, which is a huge, huge, huge award. Um, and, and to have that uh, small of a list right now is actually, you know, pretty pretty big accomplishment for a guy that, I think preseason probably didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of preseason hype, but based off the work and production and um, the way we're playing, another great indicator of of a lot of good things going on in our building. So uh, we'll turn our attention and really did about midweek last week um, because Nebraska had a bye week um, allowed us really to to get done that same day that we got done, knowing there wasn't going to be any more film added. Um, uh, so we were able to jump into Nebraska last week. Yeah, that got cut off, but they jumped in Nebraska prep last week. <laughs> That's what that was talking about. They've had some time leading up here on the Huskers. The Huskers have had some time leading up on the Illini. Um, does that mean that possibly there are some explosive plays a little bit more on each side because they can scheme a bit and catch defenses off guard? That and it gives coaches more time to overthink things. <laughs> I think that happens more times than not. Well, Ryan Walters uh, supposedly doesn't have a whole lot of plays, so to speak. He's got a few coverages he calls. A few doesn't no note card in front of him, <laughs> no play sheet. And uh, here we go, boys. It's all in my head. And and they disguise things. It's kind of like uh, a relief pitcher. I got a fastball and a slider. You know it. I know it. <laughs> you. Everybody knows it's one of two things coming, but they're both pretty good. And it helps that you don't know what's coming. But in the case of a reliever like Mariano Rivera, <laughs> you knew the cutter was coming. You still couldn't hit the thing. Or you could make contact, weak contact. I, so I think the, the cutter is probably a better comp to, to this defense because it was one pitch, but he threw it about seven, eight different ways. Yeah. And that's kind of how this defense is. And, and I think it, it all starts up front. The, the fact that they're able to get pressure typically with three, four guys and you don't have to call blitzes. That helps, but then when they do dial up the blitzes, it, it usually leads to good things. Also, as we talked about as we opened the program, Illinois football moved into sole possession of first place. That's because Nebraska beat Purdue this past, uh, or no, sorry, it was Wisconsin mm -hmm. beat Purdue. I got the red color right, vacation hangover. <laughs> anyway, so as you can imagine, Brett Bielma, you know, trumpeted that fact, didn't he? Really, we just worry about Nebraska. Uh, I think outside world always pays attention. Not to say as a head coach you don't look at uh, things as they lay. Um, we literally started Sunday's meeting just as we would any other game or any other week. Uh, just look at the world of college football around you. It's just it's fun to be in that position. A year ago I didn't really do in that, uh, but – we started doing that this year even before we really became someone that got talked about because I wanted them to understand what was coming. Okay, so maybe he's not trumpeting it. He's doing the old, well, one game at a time, focus on what's in front of us thing. How's that working out? 
oh yeah, six and one in sole possession of first place. So you might like that approach from the coach, but Illini fans can lay claim to it for at least six more days. <laughs> That's not too bad. And it sounds like I didn't dive too deep into it, but reportedly the Big Ten sticking with divisions, at least for, for next year. I still think this is the, the best chance that Illinois is going to have it at winning a division, but it's cool to know that, that they'll be around at least for another year. Yeah, our friend Scott Docterman reported through The Athletic that sources say the Big Ten is sticking with the division format for one more year, or at least divisions as we know them right mm-hmm. now for one more year and then in two seasons in comes USC and UCLA and who knows what that will be kind of think you got to kind of expect the pod sort of set up or, mm-hmm. or, or what have you who knows how many teams will be in the Big Ten <laughs> by that poem but I, I actually applaud the Big Ten not overthinking this I, I don't know why it took them this long to get here but why switch a system of scheduling for next year only to switch a system of scheduling again yep and, the, and I think before this year, they kind of retuned everything because of the pandemic and, and all that, why the, the Penn State g- game got switched out because Illinois had played them. So, yeah, we'll, we'll ride out the, the Big Ten as we know it for the next two years and, and then, yeah, change it to whatever it may be with the, the additional teams in a couple years. Iowa could only score six points against Illinois, but held Illinois to nine points an outstanding defense, 54 put up by Ohio State. <laughs> so I don't know if Ohio State is going to end up on Illinois' schedule next year. But, yeah, you're right. Illinois' path to the postseason is through this West Division alignment right now. And who knows how good or not good Illinois will be next year, and the other teams for that matter as well. Mm-hmm. But if you are playing the East schedule this year, Remember, you did lose to Indiana, and I know that was early, and it was kind of because they shot themselves in the foot. I would think if you had Indiana on your schedule right now, well, you know they already lost. Maryland would be tough. Penn State would be tough. Mm-hmm. Michigan would be tougher. And Ohio State would – I just don't see – with how good Ohio State is this year, I just don't see how anybody can beat them. No, and we'll see once Michigan and them face off the the last week of the season. That'll probably be the only real test for them. But Iowa's defense outscored their offense once again. <laughs> How about that? Oh, the pick six or a yeah. father scoop and score, yeah. something like that. Oh, somewhere Lovey Smith is smiling. <laughs> it makes him smile when that happens. Uh, Brett Bielma and his coaching staff probably got into some living rooms this week. And probably made sure every, reminded everybody of a six and one record as well. You know, when we entered the season, we knew we had somewhere from fourteen to sixteen guys that were for sure going to be done. Right? Um, uh, there's a couple guys out there that are in that um, pouch out of Marquez world that um, you know could or could not materialize. But we knew that we were looking at a number of fifteen guys, probably uh, to sixteen, that were going to be out of the program. Right? Then we got another list of probably thirteen guys that you know have the opportunity to play another year. Um, we have a certain number of guys that are playing extremely well that may have the opportunity to play in the NFL uh, quicker, quicker than than uh, maybe others had expected. So, um, because of that, that's opened up the door that we're probably going to have a few more roster spots than than we were normally planning on. So, um, that's opened up a few more doors, and then just our popularity. Definitely, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility to say that like you know kids have seen uh, us what we've been able to do. I, I know, in particular, when you call a kid on the phone that maybe a year ago. 
uh, there was lukewarm interest, and now it's like, Coach, I watch you guys. Coach, I saw this. Coach, I seen this. Right? I, 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 I saw what award that guys are nominated for, and those, those all definitely step in the right direction. Yep. Uh, and Illinois had a few recruiting wins in the last few days. Mm-hmm. Even picked up one today in uh, a commitment from a Missouri recruit. This is um, an edge rusher, Alex Bray. Coming on the heels of a commitment from a, a JUCO offensive lineman, mm-hmm. Desmond Schuster, and that uh, and Sabor Karium, the safety coming out of New Jersey, and there was another player on Illinois uh, on Illinois radar that decommitted from another school, and what is it, Malik Elzey? Mm. Uh, so yeah, there's there's um, things are looking up here for Illinois football. Yeah, the the open week came at a, a good time following five straight wins. So you can go out and you can you can sell that and turn it into to some commitments and the the good play just will will help that and then yeah, guys go into the league. The, the reason why we don't know about next year and really for the Big 10 in general just this whole new transfer world progress isn't really linear it's year to year who are you going to bring in who, who are you going to lose and then how can those pieces be put together so uh, it, it'll be good to, to get guys in the NFL to open up more slots uh, to bring in for for transfer wise and maybe they can convince some people to come back who knows we'll keep going here on sports talk but I have a question what is a way you can increase the size of your home so to speak at least add space. How about a finished basement? It's an incredible way to add space and be able to do bigger gatherings in your home. Uh, new play for new place for grandkids to play. Voted number one in basements two years in a row. See you under construction. Now's a good time to get the process started and get an estimate, and you can get things rolling, especially so you can get folks in there at a time when you're not using your basement as much as other parts of the year. See you under construction. If you just go to their Facebook page, you can see some dynamite pictures of what they've done for area residents in Champaign and Iroquois County. And they do all kinds of other things. They can do the basement, but they can also do the top of your home with a roof, maybe a solar roof as well. That's becoming more and more popular as well. See you under construction. They have done good work in our home, I recommend them to you. See you under construction.com or give them a call 217-954-0385. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Illinois volleyball coach Chris Thomas. Join us Wednesday night at Half Hall for a match against Penn State and listen in on New Star 1400 and 93.9 FM. A strike away. One ball, two strikes. Judge on the ground. Presley's got it. Easy flip. Ball game over. And the Houston Astros win the American League pennant. The Astros are going back to the World Series. Back-to-back seasons for the fourth time in the last six years. Two balls, two strikes to Bryce Harper. Suarez delivers, swing and a drive, left field, it's deep, it's going, and it is gone! Yes! It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top! Are you kidding me? 
off his 10th career home run of the postseason. And he may never hit a bigger one. Not on that radio call, Allie Adams. (laughs) Astros and Phillies is your World Series matchup. Thanks to MLB uh, providing the audio for those. And uh, look, there's a lot being made of the Phillies, a third-place team, winning the pennant and going to the World Series. But my counter-argument to that is the Astros are a very good team, and they're going to the World Series. Is this... This is not the dream matchup, probably, for uh, MLB executives, although they do get two sizable markets that will tune in Mm -hmm. for it. I would have preferred to see San Diego, just because of personal connections to people who root for the Padres. But Philadelphia is such a lovely town and fan base. Can't help but root for them. <laughs> no, I'm happy for Kyle Schwarber as a as a former Cubs guy. And uh, you know what? Bryce Harper's a good ball player. He's, he's the, the chosen one, as I said in the group chat. I mean, when he came up... Yesterday, you just knew he, he was about to, to make a, a magical moment, and it got down 1-2. It's just, I mean, h- how can you not be romantic about baseball? There are so many guys to root for on the Phillies. Like you said, Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, a guy who's been in the league for a decade and making his first World Series. Gene Segura has been in over a decade, hadn't even made a playoff game before now, and he's going all the way to the World Series. You think about... Dave Dombrowski, now his third World Series, taking his fourth team to a World Series. Wow. Four teams he's been GM of, that or, or president, whatever you want to call it, and, and take them to the World Series. And yeah, I, I still can't root for the, the Astros. I mean, they're they're a garbage organization. They, they use the can, so that, that's <laughs> forever going to be their symbol. You know, hat off, hats off to, to Dusty, but I, 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 I won't have any you know, hard feelings because the Astros, if, if the Astros happen to, to lose this. You know, we, it, well, there's there's probably, as baseball fans, there's reason to, to hate on both just oh, because yeah. of the history and, and all that. But there's, there's, there's always guys that you want to root for mm-hmm. in, in the sport. And, yeah, like I said, I Bryce Harper is a dude – Kyle Schwarber is 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 somehow become kind of just an October glue guy in er, a, he's, several clubhouses. He's a better hitting version of Eric Hinsky. I think Hinsky was on like four different World Series teams, and that's just what he does. He hits tanks and he brings good vibes to to a clubhouse, and he wins. He's apparently really good at celebrating in locker rooms as well. Oh yeah, I've got all kinds of old pictures of him in the locker room. A couple of weeks ago now, we talked with Joe Madden. His book's out, now the book of Joe. And one of the things he is sort of advocating is for front offices to kind of stay in their lane and not manage the manager and how they manage and strategize and all that. And there's some that are saying managers are just, they fill out the lineup card. And, 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 and it's not that extreme, but hyperbolically speaking, that's kind of all the manager does these days. Well, here the Phillies are with a pennant after firing their manager, Joe Girardi. And I 
I'm not. I mean, I always liked Joe Girardi as a person and as a player, mm-hmm. but you know, for but whatever reason, the Phillies moved on for him uh, about a third of the way through the season, and now they're a pennant winning team. The manager matters. CC Jerry Reinsdorf. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they they rebounded immediately. They went on some big win streak right after it, and to think this team got swept by the Cubs with less than two weeks to go, and I think was out of a playoff spot headed into to the final week. And all you got to do is get in. So that's why you know teams got to go for it. That's why I think the Cubs have absolutely no reason to not spend. You're just a, a few games away from getting in, and, and that's really. All you got to do. It's nice, you know, having a top to bottom great roster like the Astros who've continued to do it, but we, we've just seen it too many times in baseball that the best team does not necessarily always win. Yeah, I don't know what the, what the fix is on that, you know, unless you go really old school and, and say, yeah, win your division and that's it. We're all going to take, but nobody wants that. No, that's no. not entertaining. Mm-mm. And, you know, and if you say, well, now it's watered down with 12 teams in the playoffs, NHL, 16 teams make the playoffs out of 32. That's 50%. Mm-hmm. NBA, 16 teams make the playoffs out of 30 teams, 53%. That's the highest of the big four sports. NFL, 14 teams make it out of 32. That's 44%. And now Major League Baseball went from 10 of 30 up to 12 of 30 this year. 40% of the field makes the playoffs, still the smallest percentage of any sport. And I I understand they're all different sports in nature. I think the NBA and the NFL are the best at at getting the best teams to the final games Mm -hmm. because football by nature is just – you're you're you know you can it's hard to have multiple flukes yeah it's it, football basketball may maybe even hockey I, I i'm not as well versed in it but yeah you know nine times out of ten the the better team is going to come out you know it's it's man on man kind of action you know the, the cream rises to the top whatever whereas baseball you know a, a guy might not have his fastball that day and then you know starting pitcher shot or or somebody's swing mechanics are off see Aaron Judge over the last three weeks I mean he just really didn't hit and and then that's the that's the end of it for the Yankees uh, baseball I don't know that's why that's why we love it it's yeah, so it unpredictable is, it is what's great and and these are two World Series contenders now that are on opposite ends of the spectrum of this whole setup. Phillies got hot late and at the right time and are in. And the Astros have just maintained their dominance with dominance with arguably one of the three best rosters in the entire league. And I would think the Astros should win this thing. They haven't even lost a game yet in the postseason. But you got to go play it. And and if the Phillies win the World Series, will you say, well, obviously the Phillies are the superior team? Well, they were in a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. Would you say the Cubs are obviously a better team than the Phillies this year? No, but they swept them <laughs> late in the season. 
Well, what are you going to do? Well, and the talent disparity isn't that great, right? The, the Phillies squeaked in, but they've got two legit aces in Nola and Wheeler, and Bryce Harper's one of the greatest players in the world, and, and you just have that, that. That'll get you a long way, and then you just look around in the complement uh, of players on both teams. I mean, the talent disparity, you know, from, from 1 to 12, uh, real really all the playoff teams and we talked about that last week with Sahad of Sharma I, I think baseball has got it right to where they've expanded it enough that you get the good teams in there's going to be a year where, where there's a, a team under 500 that that sneaks in there but I, I think with the way that this format has played out now and you see that if you get in that you win there's there's going to be more competitive teams, teams looking to go into a season or, or at a trade deadline who will, will want to keep going, and then we'll get these kinds of results more often. Coming up in the next hour, the sports writers are live at the Esquire with Steve Kelly as well, and Chris Thomas will be in person up there at Walnut and Maine. You can join them there. You can tune in here. We're back to transition after this. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Hey, Illini family, it's Brett Bielma. We have a big road test this Saturday at Nebraska. And Illini game day coverage is right here on DWS. Headed up to the top of the hour here for you on Sports Talk. We'll get some news and then up to the Esquire following that. Recapping some of the big notes of today. The biggest one as it pertains to Illinois sports, Luke Goody out with a broken bone in his left foot that he suffered in a scrimmage against Kansas this past Saturday. He's out for a indefinite amount of time, and I would speculate that that's on the order of months with a broken foot as opposed to weeks. Tough loss for Illinois. Maybe not insurmountable. I know Scott Ritchie dives into it, into his uh, latest Inside Illini Basketball Podcast as well. Illinois Baseball has announced their 2023 schedule. Opening day, February 17th, out in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, for a multi-team event there. Home opener, March 14th, against Indiana State. for series of the year uh, in the Big Ten at home will be against the Michigan Wolverines, defending Big Ten tournament champs on March 31st through April 2nd. So you can see the baseball lineup coming up there. A lot of guys returning for that. Um, pretty significant news that will fly under the radar, but is big for Illinois women's tennis. They get some regional doubles champions over the weekend in uh, in uh, Kate Duong and Megan Heuser, who won the ITA Midwest Regional Doubles Finals in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, beating teams from Toledo, Marquette, Michigan, and Northwestern. No easy feat, and last time uh, somebody did that was back in 2000 and, uh, no, competed in the regional finals was 2012. Last ones to win was 2002, so 20 years ago. Hmm. And Atlanta women's doubles duo did that, so congratulations to them. Women's soccer season comes to an end. They do finish on a draw against Wisconsin, but unfortunately they do not qualify for the Big Ten tournament. And we mentioned Illinois Volleyball. They do fall to Nebraska in a sweep at home against the Huskers this past Saturday night. Chris Thomas will talk more about it at the Esquire. So some of the other odds and ends going on here on this Monday as we get ready to hand things over here. 
Yeah, and it, it keeps rolling on. We'll, we'll hear from Chris Thomas next hour. And volleyball back at it Wednesday night. And uh, the, the big ones this weekend. Basketball kicking it off. Football going out to Nebraska. Plenty of good stuff. Bears and Patriots tonight. I, I can't imagine I'm going to stay up for the whole thing. Just you wait. You never know how it can captivate you, this Bears team. At least we can watch it. It's on somewhat free TV. Accessible TV. Accessible Some, TV. There we go. There you go. <laughs> News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Esquire coming up.